to the Operation Move podcast. My name is Zoe and today we're going to be talking about what a full warm-up actually looks like. So probably the first thing to talk about is when do you actually need a warm-up? For the most part, if what you're doing is your easy run or your long run, then you probably don't need a warm-up. Just uh, probably does depend on what your training's normally like. You might like to have a five-minute walk to warm up or if it's pretty cold and you kind of want to warm up a little bit before you leave the house, then you could do a yoga warm-up at home as well, which is a great way to get everything moving and sort of stretch everything out before you actually have to go outside and then your body has already started to sort of warm up a bit before you get into the cold, in theory, if you live somewhere where it was cold in winter, because today it's uh, very sunshiny here, but it has actually been raining all week, so um, there are there are hints of winter here. So for easy-paced runs that can be how you feel on the day and usually you'll sort of have a bit of a natural warm-up phase to that run where the first one to three kilometers are going to be significantly slower once you sort of work into more of a rhythm so there's kind of a natural warm-up in that stage of things but it's also not something that you have to overly worry about uh, because you are going at this uh, relaxed what should feel very comfortable pace whereas when you're going into other types of sessions the warm-up becomes a whole lot more important. So I thought I'd actually start with what actually happens before the warm-up which is what I would have to eat before I leave the house. If I'm doing an easy run I wouldn't necessarily feel the need to eat beforehand but if I'm doing a high intensity session I would absolutely eat beforehand. Sometimes that can take a little while to accustom your body to but it's I do find that it vastly improves what happens in the session if I do eat beforehand. So generally speaking if I at the moment um, as you would have heard me whinging about last week my quality sessions are 200 meter intervals and 600 meter intervals and I generally do those on Tuesdays and Thursdays and so if that's going to happen and I've got to have all of that done before I need to get back to the house to get the kids ready for school and everything else then I need to leave for that at six so in practice I get up at five so I can eat (laughs) and so what that will tend to look like and I mean I'm not just eating there's also like general faffing around so for the most part what I would have in the morning is I would get up and I would make myself porridge which is usually about 30 grams of Uh, whole grain oats and so I would just cook that up I would tend to chuck some cinnamon in there just because I like the taste and then I would have that with some maple syrup on top and that way I find that that's there's a decent amount of carbohydrate it sits in my stomach really really well it never puts me off when I'm I'm doing a workout and part of that is probably because it's cooked so a lot of that sort of like my body doesn't have to work too hard with that sort of digestion. And I would also make myself a coffee and I have coffee with uh, probably about 150 mils of milk in it. So that's also like a bit of 
carbs going into my fueling. And then there's pre-workout as well, which what I would tend to have in that is I would have my pre-workout, which is basically BCAAs, which are branch chain amino acids. And what they do is they kind of fuel, they provide fuel for that top level system, which I'm going to be using in the sprints. And because they're not within food and they're kind of like free floating as it were, they are immediately available without me having to digest them. And they're going to slow down the fatigue on my central nervous system. So generally speaking, I find them a good thing to have. Uh, I will then tend to add also uh, some cyclic dextrin into there, which is basically just a really easy to absorb carbohydrate source. So with all of that done, I've eaten what I need to eat before a quality session. So what that actually looks like from a macro point of view is I've probably had about 20 grams of protein, about 60 grams of carbohydrates and about 10 grams of fat, which is a lot. I've certainly worked my way up to that. But on days when, say, I am doing something and I skip over that, I really feel it. So it might be something that you might just start with um, having something that's just in liquid form so you don't have to do too much digestion and then just slowly add things in that you know are going to work for you. A lot of people really like um, having like fruit toast because that's a really easy high source of carbs too. You just play around with what works for you but you definitely want to work towards fueling your quality sessions because it's not just going to give you that much more in the tank but it also means that you are teaching your body to be able to utilise fuel in high intensity situations, which is what is going to happen in a race. If you don't do that, you're going to get to a race and your body's going to be probably be kind of used to taking on fuel in long, long runs at an easy effort, but might really struggle once you are in that sort of like much more intensity and much more impact of faster running. So it's sort of there's a whole range of reasons why it's beneficial. So once that has happened and then I'm then ready to leave the house and now you know why I have to get up an hour early. And it also the hour early thing just creates that buffer zone for if like one of the kids get up and they need you know, they need help with something, they want me to get them some food, whatever, then I don't end up being in a situation where I end up being under time pressure because if there's one thing that I find stressful with running it's being under time pressure I like to have sort of like buffer zones around like when I need to leave and when I need to get back so it's not something that I have to think about while I'm out of the house now ordinarily for your classic type of uh, long distance warm-ups when you're doing things that uh, you know intervals at mile pace or three kilometer pace or five kilometer pace that are you know very standard type of things for 5k training or 10k training or half marathon training then generally what I suggest is doing about running for about three kilometers at an easy pace or 15 to 20 minutes just somewhere in that zone just to warm up and get into the rhythm of your running. Once that's happened, you might want to have a little bit of a rest 
for about three minutes and then you might want to do some strides. Uh, so strides in this context of the those sorts of distance type workouts are about 100 metre where the first third is an acceleration, the middle third is holding pace and the final third is deceleration with control and all of those things are important so it's not just a sprint. And what you want to do is build up in pace. So you would start, if you say you aim to do four, the first one would be at say like 75%, the next one at like 85% effort, then the next one at like 95% effort and the final one at 100% effort. And you want to walk, not jog, definitely walk for probably about 150 metres after each one. So you should be fully recovered in between each one. And if that kind of having that walking or resting time is going to bother you in terms of your average pace for your primary session, then just separate them out and make them separate paces, uh, separate sessions rather. So that is a pretty classic type of warm-up and it works really well for those types of sessions where you're doing what I'm doing at the moment which is more sprint work than it is those those sorts of distance workouts in that I'm resting five to seven minutes in between sprints and the focus isn't really being on consistent through the sprints the focus is as fast as I can humanly propel myself for the first one and then whatever I can hold on to for the next ones so because it's structured differently I had been using my normal sort of distance type warm-up with it but I just had this feeling as I'm not an experienced sprinter that probably doing those 100 metre things was probably taking a little bit too much away from my first sprint, particularly with the 200 metre ones where, you know, I am essentially doing those 100 metre strides and that's actually like quite a lot of effort when I'm looking at that really like short, intense sort of uh, like 40 seconds of work. So I decided to start changing that up this week and what I did instead was I, I run for three kilometres and then um, I then I sort of have a loop that I do and then I go down to the oval to do all of my sprint work on the grass and then I start with doing a 20 metre stride and then I have about 200 metres of walking but in that walking space I would start with say doing some knee pulls so like pulling the knee like up into the chest to get a bit of a stretch so I might do 10 of those walk for a little bit more then I might do some glute stretches where I pull the the shin up so sort of like knees going out shins going up um, any kind of glute stretch is fine and then walk for a bit more and probably at the end of my 200 meters I do my next stride which is 30 meters and then after that I might go into like some lateral lunges for about 10 and then I might go into like some quad stretches do about 10 of those keep walking then I'm at the next stride which is 40 meters and then I might do some lunges to help open up the hips a little. I might do some sort of like some of those, sort of some leg swings, keep walking. And then the next 
stride is 50 meters and then I am in theory completely warmed up and then I'm going to wait another five to seven minutes in between all of that happening before I actually start my workout set so it is a massive amount of work to warm up for those shorter style things but it's still a huge amount of work for the distance type things either way like with the distance one I would usually anticipate that that would take about 30 minutes of warming up and probably for the sprint warm-up that's probably taking about like maybe even more like maybe more like 40 minutes and it can seem like a really arduous process and it probably is and it's probably not something that is going to be nearly as you know fun as just going for a run or anything like that but it makes a huge difference to what you're able to get out of the session and the more you're able to get out of the session the more your body's going to adapt and also I'm not going to say that session's going to feel easy because it's not, but it's going to feel less awful. I've certainly done ones where I haven't warmed up properly and like first say like a mile time trial or something like that. And you know, like you're in it and you're not even going that fast and your lungs are on fire, your legs feel like lead. Whereas I've done one where I've done a full warm up and even though it's felt uncomfortable as it should for a mile time trial, I felt pretty good within myself and I think that it can make a huge difference to not just what you get out of the sessions but how you feel about the sessions as well because I think that a lot of times when you know people who have a really negative <laughs> negative reaction to these types of sessions and a lot of the time it's because you're not properly warmed up and your body is going into shock and your central nervous system is shutting down and saying no this is way too hard I'm not ready for this uh, you know like I'm barely even awake but it is a bit of an issue with your, your time management often like if you have at minimum a 30 minute warm-up and then you have a you know 30 minute session 40 minute session whatever it adds up and then you add in like all that eating time beforehand all of a sudden that's a really long session and so if you are pushed for time it can be really tempting to say I will shorten the warm-up but you are better off shortening the workout and or picking a time like say instead of like that week you might go well this session is really important that I do so I'm actually going to do this on Saturday or Sunday where normally I'd do my long run and I might skip my long run this week or I might do just a shorter easy run through the week but I'm going to do this quality session on the weekend so I'm not pushed for time I've got plenty of opportunity to fuel up warm up and get the most out of it rather than attempting to shorten the warm-up and sort of cheat yourself out what you could be getting out of the session. It can be really easy to feel like, particularly in the beginning, that you're somehow wasting energy in warm-ups, that if you do this in the warm-up, you're not going to have any of the energy that you need for the main session, but it is actually not true and that's not how your energy systems work. So it will 
you give yourself enough time in that warm-up, it is going to make everything a lot easier. You, your, syst- your energy systems regenerate and that's the, the purpose of having all of that break time while you're doing that warm-up. And as you progress, you might even even find that you can sort of play around with that structure and, and what works better for you. But in the beginning, just trust that you are not going to lose any of that sort of like top level power or speed by doing a full warm up. Sometimes that means when you're starting to run that if you're having that warm up of 15 to 20 minutes, that might be walk run and that's that's great. Do that as long as it stays whatever is going to keep you in that easy zone whatever is going to be something where you could very easily hold a conversation at that's where you want to be in that easy zone so for some people that might be walking with the occasional run thrown in there for some people it's going to be more even for some people it's going to be you know a pure run whatever that looks like is fine but it is going to make a huge difference to how the session is, how it feels and your willingness to do more than one. So give it a go this week and see how you find it. I will uh, put in the, the notes a, uh, a bit of a sample warm-up that you can use and just see not just how it impacts the session but how it also impacts how you feel about the session too. That's it for this week. Let me know how your warm-ups go. Uh, We are starting the first week of preparation for Learn to Run so you can go ahead and sign up uh, for that and jump in on the Facebook group and work through those uh, preparation tasks with everyone. And I will speak to you next week. Bye. Thank you.